Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is TV worth talking about. We're not at war. That is an illusion. This is Shrine Podcast. Vigil. Hello and welcome to Shrine Podcast Vigil. I'm Brendan. I'm Hannah. And I'm Rebecca. Well, the finale of the BBC's first submarine, uh, submarine-based murder mystery took a full horror twist <laughs> as DCI Silver ran around a red-lit panic room while being chased by a knife-wielding dodgy Doward. Everyone had to look away as Exo Prentice came to a very gruesome end and we finally got the big reunion between Sylvaker. Hannah has your recap this week. Reb has got your thoughts on the finale. Uh, but first, she's back from Port Havers. Hannah, are you in one piece? Not really, guys. A three-day wedding, you must be in a hoop. Port Havers was bananas. <laughs> Did it live up to the expectation? Yeah, like I'm 90% sure and I'm not exaggerating that two of my toes are broken. They haven't, <laughs> they don't touch the ground anymore. Do you were you know doing how? rock the boat? Yeah. We were doing rock Were you doing rock the boat? Yeah. Oh my God. Dockside. No, guys, it was brilliant. Happy wedding day, Sophia and Liam, who are off on their honeymoon at the moment. Long awaited. But yeah, Port Havers is mad. Well, bloody hell, I mean, Jesus, you look like you had the time of your life. That wedding looks stunning. It was stunning, but I missed you guys. And I got up the next morning and hung over to bits and I like listened to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you sent us a message today before uh, we came over here to start recording. And you said, um, I have a surprise for you guys. And for the last few weeks, you've arrived with Mars Bar ice creams. And then you arrived with ice creams for another fast food establishment that Mac shall not be named. Flurry. <laughs> That shall be named. <laughs> and uh, this week, and we said that was the end of it. We said that no more. Absolutely no more. And then today you said, I'm arriving with a surprise. And I was like, oh, here we go. More Mars bar ice creams. I need a Rennie. Well, the front door opened and it wasn't edible, but it was <laughs> shocking to us because I didn't realize. Did you? No, no, I could I could see in through the glass that she was holding did something but I had inflatable. No idea. I had no idea that this had happened. <laughs> nope, either did I. Well, neither did I until I checked yesterday and then ran out to Woody's guys to surprise you. Oh my god! So go on. So Hannah arrived in with two giant metallic silver inflatable balloons. Here they are. Lovely. A giant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was very relaxing. (laughs) A giant one and a giant M, because thanks to you. One million people have listened to us. Guys, I'm bloody delighted. The podcast has got one million listens. What? Can you believe it? 
No, I can't believe it. And actually, we're over. We missed it happening. <laughs> we exceeded it a little bit, actually. We didn't realise that. And I checked the other day and I said, I'm running out because, oh, how perfect for our final episode of Vigil to be surprised with two big squeaky balloons. A squeak, squeak. We were out the back trying to take photos. And I've scanned through them. I don't know what's publishable. Horrific. And Desperate, right? My Sunlight. boyfriend didn't cut the grass and he's going to be so annoyed. He gets the, very upset when there's pictures of the grass not cut. There was also no one here to take them. So we were trying to do it as a selfie, but also hold the balloons which are quite big but we kept doing it yeah, the wrong way around so there's like M1 you look like we were at the backwards. opening of a motorway <laughs> yeah, the, uh, literally the M1 we could never be in Stram maybe influencers. that's where our career <laughs> and I, I deliberately came over here today being like oh I'm gonna get into like a tracksuit and the worst possible clothes ever yeah, not, excuse me. not realising we were gonna do a photo shoot I was accused in the garden of putting makeup on for this I had a very important <laughs> Zoom call before I was like how do you arrive with a full face of makeup for the photo shoot you're like I actually had a Zoom Zoom call. How dare you? <laughs> now give over. You put on the leopard leggings now for the photo, didn't you? Actually, these are my comfy leggings, guys. <laughs> I had Adidas ones on, or maybe we shouldn't be naming brands, but they were caught in the stomach off me. I'm a bit bloated after the wedding, so I slipped into these, this little number. <laughs> oh my good God. Um, so come here, congratulations. That's fantastic news. It's and unbelievable. Thanks to everyone, thanks to everyone yeah, who Thank listens. you so much for listening because that's a bit wild. We never could imagine that happened. Like we do, well, like we shite on, but like we enjoy shiting on. Ah uh, guys, but it's shite and we never thought, like I did go down memory lane on the way over me booting it over the motorway with the M50. On the M1. Balloons. M1. Yeah, <laughs> literally, and I do come on the M1, can't see out the back window because of the balloons. <laughs> and I remember when we done our first episode, it's, we'd never clue what we were doing no yeah. trailer no plan I was roaring into the roared into the mic for the whole line of duty season one that we did we didn't think anyone would listen no so we're very grateful and here we are now we are um, yeah it's insane it's insane and it's amazing and uh, yeah thanks for organising the balloons you're very so welcome so thoughtful very thoughtful you have to get two million now Brandon and Rebecca you're on three no pressure <laughs> yeah I know I'm like maybe we get the gold for the three yeah. and well, the rose gold 1. for the 1. two 1.25 yeah <laughs> <laughs> anytime there's one listen we'll get a balloon okay uh, Hannah Vigil season one episode six the finale take it away bitch take it away bitch okay so we got three minute catch up first of all in case you'd forgotten a single scene that crossed our minds was that how long it was five, it was really long yeah. wasn't it you but did ne- be needing it needed, though needed needed and also you need that little minute to settle yourself with your cup of tea you know when it's on you don't want to go straight in so the episode opens just as Deward prepares to shoot Amy out of her torpedo <laughs> but he's interrupted just in the nick of time by friend of the podcast Prentice and Gary Walsh now Prentice drains the water from the tube that Amy is trapped in thinking that he's saving a suit from being shot out of the torpedo tube which he needs for evidence. So he saved her from drowning, but as the men can't hear her cries for help, she may still choke to death from lack of oxygen. Now, Tara clearly briefs friend of the podcast, Commander Newsom, <laughs> about the enemy ships she's picked up on via sonar. Vigil is surrounded, guys. Meanwhile, Gary Walsh is single-handedly fixing the boat's comms and Amy remains trapped in the tube. Doherty informs Newsom that Glover... He's also the coxswain. He is deteriorating. And as we knew already, the drugs... He- <laughs> Sorry, Brendan's opening Just up. trying to just fix the acoustics. A few mind. wardrobes in the background just to let the sound bounce off them. He tried to do it real quietly though and it made a big old squeak. There you go. Lovely, well done. 
So the Glover slash the coxin, Glover slash the coxin is deteriorating. And as we knew, the drugs he needs, they're not on board, guys. That really added to the tension, didn't it? It really did. But due to a tactical situation, Vigil can't radio for an evacuation because they'll be heard. And despite Gary Waltz doing God's work down in the comms vault, all of the comms remain down. But the nerve agent poisoning is the least of Glover's bleeding worries because Derrida is straight in the first second he gets to choke any last remaining life out of him. Thankfully, he is interrupted by Doherty and Prentice. Guys, how did they not notice something dodgy was going on? Yeah. Managing to get away with it again. He was like, oh, I just, I didn't feel well, so I came in to look for help. He's like, and my he eyes. Like he wasn't breathing. He was like, my eyes are at me. Guys, it's constant. He's attempted murders left, right and centre. We're four minutes into the episode. He's trying to kill two people. Prentice <laughs> keeps catching him and no one is putting two and two together. <laughs> Back on land, Ben Oakley is arrested by Longacre and Porter. On the scene, she shows Oakley the photo of him and the shite Russian spy, Peter Ingalls. Oakley says that he will talk to anyone who's anti-nuclear weapons. That's why they were in conversation together. Peter claims he wanted Russia to demilitarize, but needed to get rid of Vigil first for that to happen. And they shared contacts and that was it, says Oakley. Longacre questions Oakley about a second photograph, one of Peter and a Russian spy who they think is on vigil. He refuses to unlock her phone to show it to her. And Longacre puts it to him that Jade, in fact, took the photo and he stole it from her laptop. Oakley then caves and hands over his pin. And I don't know, I found this bit so funny because he's been so ridiculous about handing over the pin. And I was like, imagine that he just shakes a real basic pin, like 2580. <laughs> um, Long Acre. Basic. <laughs> <laughs> I had the exact same thought. Oh, shit. <laughs> Long Acre. It is not 2580. No, my gym. It's the pin guys. into my gym in the back door is that. <laughs> okay. Helene. I've ha- I have had 2580 in the past. We've all had 2580 when phones first came out shocking I need a bit of water guys Sorry. I had it for the ATM do I need to edit out that bit about the gym <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> I think it's fine no one knows what I don't go to a gym can the you old hear gym my voice after this wedding guys I'm in it's uh, how, how long ago is this is a week later I, I'm, a week I'm back since Thursday no, like it, it happens to the best of us. Like so our Craig told me the other day, Tuesday night, yeah. literally, he to- the last drinking night was Wednesday night and he told me yesterday, he's like, we're back longer than we were there. <laughs> and every single person at the wedding is in bits, black and blue. But you're, you've just strained your vocal cords. Lots of them um, breathe in the hot air from the kettle, honey. Rock the boat honey. takes it out of you. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm proud Mary. I've been you're not used to no, it anymore. Proud Mary takes three, it out of you. Three nights are roaring. 110% <laughs> to proud Mary. I lose my mind. It's like, you know, they just let a gremlin go off. Like, you know what the song kicks in to that bit and I'm just like <laughs> do you remember we went to a work Christmas party in like 2014 Flurry's. and Flurry Sax yeah. came out and you did your neck in I did my neck in at the Christmas <laughs> party because I gave so much welly to Fleur East Sax yeah it's a great song guys <laughs> Wonder can we get flurries on the way? Is there any reason we could ever get flurries on the podcast? Oh, what did I see her in recently? Oh, is it um, Channel 4 Celebrities uh, out the friend. Adventure thing? <laughs> Brent is sitting here and meditating like do a podcast about that. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the SAS Who Dares Wins. She's on that, I think. Okay, well, I don't Maybe think it needs an accompaniment. <laughs> no, sorry. She was a fake presenter on a TV show that I watched. And in Dex and I Take Away. No, she does no, no, no. For- There's like a drama and she was a TV presenter in the drama. I'm not going to remember it. Please carry on and ignore me. Longacre takes one look at the photo and knows Doward was Craig Burke's replacement, the one who boarded Vigil with Amy. Branning informs Rear Admiral Shaw. Now, 
Speaking of Amy, go on, Branson. She's not like a fake Love Island presenter on a show that's supposed to be Love Island on another show. Okay, thank you. We Someone can, will know. Tweet us. We can tell that's very important to you. Now, speaking of Amy, she's not long for this world, guys. She's in it was Ted Lasso, thank you. <laughs> well done, Brenda. <laughs> Fair play to the part in that. Fair East is on Ted Lasso. Ted Fair East is a fake TV presenter on a fake Love Island on Ted Lasso. I'm sure of it. That show is doing very well. It is, yeah, need to watch it. 10 out of 10. I'm shocked about Fleury. I'll be watching that now. The vigil's over, do you know? So will I. Yeah. I got the Apple so back now, that morning show. Oh, it's so good. Two. Yeah, obviously. Um, okay, so Amy, she's not long for the world. She's in the tube and she's having flashbacks. She's in bed with Longacre. Longacre tells her that she's in love with her. Taps it out on Morse code. It's how romantic. Amy can't say it back. She couldn't tap it back either. But hang on a second. Tap that. That's given Amy an idea. Her screams can't be heard. But what if she bangs out some Morris code on the side of the tube? Well, immediately up in the command room, Tara clearly hears a noise. It's the first fucking time in the series. <laughs> Carl's friends is over. And like that puts two and two together. They're straight down to get Amy out. Because she's doing SOS. She doesn't really know a lot of Morse doing? code, but she's doing SOS. That's what my boyfriend said. Why? She doesn't everyone? know a lot of it because because um, how does he know Morse code? Longacre only said it to her real like trying to teach her. There are all the flashbacks. I don't think she knows a lot of it, so I think she wasn't like it was like SOS. Like I know they're in the navy on Morse code is the real ship thing, but <laughs> if you heard banging in a tube, how would your head go straight away to Morse code? Especially when their head hasn't gone to anything logical for the last five episodes. Like. I don't really get Morris Code, guys. I know on the beeps you can do beep, beep, beep. But how can you do a longer bang on a tube? Bang, she just bang. kept banging the same, um, d- the same pattern of right. noises again yeah, and again. And I, yeah, right. I don't yeah. know if it definitely spelt out anything, but they were like, there's a noise. And then they managed to realise it was coming from the tube. I, I don't know how. Pretty bleeding quickly. So Couldn't hear Jay McDonald. No, they couldn't hear Jay McDonald. It's a sin. Um, Doward, who's only a few seats down, knows the game is up. He pulls a sickie to escape the watch and runs off to whack a load of pipes with some tools and open a pretty crucial valve. Flooding vigil! Now that he, should not be allowed. But like, at this point, he has lost the plot. He's flat out trying to murder people. He's, now he's trying f- to murder he's himself. He's in an absolute flap. He's in a flap. And also, yeah, sorry, this is another thought I had, that like, if he takes the submarine down, he does realise that like, He's going to die. Well, that's what Prentice said. He's like, you've killed us all. Yeah. Is he that committed to the cause? Like... Who radicalised him? I don't know, but like, we see... It, yeah, yeah. Listen. Commander Newsom knows ne- now that they've been sabotaged. <laughs> Back in the tube, Amy is running out of oxygen. Meanwhile, two extras attempt to stop the flood in the valve room, but the water is already knee-deep. Now, we get an exterior shot of Vigil and she's in bits. <laughs> Oh no, like she's, oh no, she's she, in bits. She's like, bitch, help me, yeah. flailing in the water. Things flying, it was awful. Somehow on land, one of Rear Admiral Shaw's men has determined that the sound of the water from under the sea means the vigil must be in distress, right? But they they play the little clip and it's just like, blah, blah, blah. like how do they you know? know? You, you know when you're going to get the scan for the baby and they run the thing over, it's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but just the whole scene not go blah, blah, blah. Like, how did they know? Did, didn't the American ship that's in the water pick up the after. weird noises? Oh. After. Guys, also, people keep commenting on the Rear Admiral's face, uh, face expressions, the facial expressions throughout the whole episode. They're like, he's a perfect meme. Every reaction to everything, he's like, oh. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd actually, say he's like, turn me into a meme. We must. 
Um, so rare apple shells men determined the sound of the water coming from under the sea means that vigil must be in distress and Jesus Christ five Russian subs have just changed course and they're heading right for her the nearest British boat is too far away but there is an American sub in the vicinity and rear Admiral Shaw is straight on zoom he wants the American sub to open its torpedo tube things so that the Russians shit themselves and back off on vigil, Commander Newsom is doing everything he can to save the boat and its crew. However, Hadlow informs them that they've got 10 minutes worth of sinking and after that the boat will be too heavy to resurface. Now Amy's life in the tube is flashing before her eyes. She's on the roof at Longacre. Poppy is being driven away from her. She fights with Christian and manages a week, I'm sorry, the words she couldn't get out on the day before passing out once again as Vigil sinks further into darkness. It's not looking good, guys. Just when we think all hope is lost, Prentice pulls Amy from the tube. She, she's straight back to life. She, she passed out twice, straight back to life. Quick vom aside. Not really a bother on her, to be honest. She tells Prentice that Deward is behind everything and he attempts to call upstairs, but the lines have been cut. Now, Prentice helps the stumbling Amy out of the torpedo room, but lo and behold, Deward blocks their way. This was so stressful. And he's got a knife. Now, what is the point, wonders Prentice? You have sunk the boat and killed us all. Nevertheless, the men fight as Amy escapes and Prentice meets his bloody end, having been stabbed repeatedly by friend of the podcast, Laura McFadden's Lieutenant Matthew Derridge. He died in the line of duty. He died a hero and he died in the line of duty. It, it, well, I had to look away. Yeah, like it was really gruesome. Yeah, yeah my really, mum said it was too violent for her. Really gruesome. Considering, you know, all the other deaths had, hadn't, had been off screen. Well, yeah, yeah we, we just saw a bit James. of foaming around the mouth. I know, but that was just a bloody it murder. Was really, really gruesome. It was a full-on horror movie. And like we're about twenty minutes in, Darwin's tried to smother Glover. Yeah. Um, shoot Amy over torpedo tube, <laughs> drown the whole boat, and now he's stabbed. He's lost it. The plot. So much happened so soon in this finale. I am. I feel a bit cheated that we didn't get to see someone shot out of a torpedo tube just for the <laughs> the comedy of it. I thought Gary it was Walsh was a goner as well. A lot of people bent yeah. back. Saved the day. Yeah, Even did. if the suit just went flying out the torpedo tube and we thought it was <laughs> just Amy. Just wanted something, yeah. Well, look, Flush the toilet and see if you can get the same effect somewhere. <laughs> Season two, one can hope. Now, I'd have been long dead from the fright alone, but Amy is running to her escape. Her and Derrida are now back in the red lit section oh, of Vigil, God. which is being cleaned out with bleach this, by the vents. This, it turned into a full-blown horror no movie. No need for You said your red. lungs are going to burn. It from was, the inside and it was like Terminator it was, it was full blown horror movie yeah he pops on a horrifying gas mask oh, and geez. the cars are still like corridors are still illogically pitch black it's like one of those you know one of those um, like a London Dungeons thing or one of those things that you don't go to for Halloween where they chase you around pharmophobia or whatever yeah, it was like one of those yeah it was horrible the nightmare realm yeah, yeah. <laughs> no or thanks yeah. no thanks don't want to go and Rebecca the gas mask was so um, Darth Vader wasn't it it was the horrible breathing you yeah. could just hear the breathing no. Yeah, th- that was brilliant, Brendan. Thank you. The gas mask with the red lights, with the knife, with the fact that he has just murdered someone and she's kind of stumbling. And it's really pokey and she doesn't know her way around. And the air is full of bleach. She can't breathe. She can't breathe. She got sick into a jacket. And her coughing into it as well. Oh, yeah. 
Now, the whole time, Gary Walsh has been fixing the communications, which he has just done successfully. And like turning on your phone after a night out, the messages are flying into vigil. <laughs> they have to get home immediately. Oh, P.S. Get home immediately. Get yeah, home. that's the message you get from an after a <laughs> night out. Get home now. And oh, P.S. Derrida is a Russian spy. So Newsom alerts the crew, telling them to apprehend, I loved this, apprehend Derrida if they can, kill him if you can't. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's all go on vigil. But like, guys, not about killing with what? They have a whole pile of guns. I know, but no one bloody got to the guns. The knife that he's carrying. <laughs> yeah, true. Now, Cara, Tara Kearley is fuming. Off she goes to find him. Back in the flashing red corridors of death, Dowert is caught up with Amy. He swipes a knife at her, but misses. However, Tara has arrived and opens the doors, bringing the two back into the non-toxic section of the boat. Dowert holds the knife to Amy's throat, taking her hostage. He demands to be brought to the control room. Now, the lads that were trying to stop the flooding in the valve room have done it. Thank God for them. But Vigil has sunk quite deep. However, Newsom has a plan. Basically, Vigil is going to blast upwards at an angle on his mark. But Jesus, the man doesn't get a minute because in comes Tara Kearley followed by Doward and Amy and the knife. Doward got too big for his boots. <laughs> he absolutely did. What do you think he's going to do? Walk into a room with about 15 people in it and think that he wasn't going to be overpowered. Yeah, well, Amy does call him a narcissist later in the episode. I think he must be because he clearly thinks he can just do it every once and everything's going to work out. Now, Doward wants Newsom to educate uh, educate his instructions that I argue I don't know ex- execute execute thanks his instructions I wrote these myself without arguing or he'll slit Amy's throat now the, here's the thing imagine I was if she'd a ghostwriter every week for the recap <laughs> I was going to say I was like who else would write them Hannah imagine I was like has our Craig been doing your homework imagine I just revealed that just now but come here, here's the thing I was thinking earlier on in the episode when Doherty was like look we don't have the drugs on board Cock, the coxswain Glover is going to die. He was like, sorry. That was really interesting as well. The boat comes first. Also because he knew, obviously, that, that, that the coxswain and Doherty had been having the affair. Yeah. And he was just looking at Because he would have delivered that differently had they just been colleagues. But he did have, you could see he thought about what it meant to her yeah. to say that. And she had a lingering look as well to be like, well, I'm not just viewing this as like, the cox and I'm viewing it as the guy that I potentially have well I have feelings for yeah, yeah. but what that tells me is the mission always comes first so yeah. why did Doward think Newsom would give a shite whether he said Amy's throat or not yeah, it's, yeah. I don't think but it's I, enough but Doward thinks it's sinking anyway he doesn't know it's been fixed do you know what I mean so he's like I'm just going to kill her anyway because do you know what I mean yeah I think he's just on a war path, isn't he? Yeah. Well, he just doesn't. He's just like, I'm going to g- kill people if I can. Yeah. Yeah. He's just going to kill people if he can. Exactly. So how is Amy going to get out of this one? Basically, Doward wants Vigil to surface and make contact with one of the Russian subs. If Newsom doesn't do it, he's going to slit her throat. However, Newsom gives his mark and Vigil shoots upwards. Amy and Doward slide backwards. She escapes his hold and he's captured by two of the others. Amy then arrests Doward for the murder of Prentice, alerting the others to his death for the first time and so Newsom's yeah. face falls. Yeah, could she like I I she had to arrest him, but he wasn't fucking going anywhere. They're on a submarine. Could she not have done that a bit gentler? It was a good reveal for us to watch. Dramatic. Like, yeah, it was dramatic, yeah. And I loved as well the way like his mark was basically they just needed to sort of it was like putting vigil into the wrong gear and it stalled, it kind of shot forward and yeah. they just all fell. 
that was basically yeah. it. They just sort of shot it upwards. So on land, Rear Admiral Shaw on Branning learned that the US sub Delaware did open her torpedo caps and as a result, all the Russian subs fucked off. Elsewhere, Longacre interviews Oakley. He claims that Jade gave him the photo of Peter and Doward. She thought that MI5 wanted to get it to the press. Oh, she thought that he was MI5. She thought that Doward was MI5 and wanted to get it to the press. But Oakley, the turncoat, told Peter to be more careful. So he went behind Jade's back at the peace camp and actually looked out for Peter Ingalls, the guy he was going to see these ice hockey matches with. He then arranged a meeting between Peter and Jade. Oakley claims Peter just wanted to talk to Jade about Craig Burke, but instead he dragged her into the lake and drowned her. Oakley was unable to stop him. However, he didn't give her mouth to mouth or call an ambulance. Longacre is disgusted at him for not confessing sooner. However, Oakley claims he was trying to do the right thing, trying to get the photo out there for Jade. Longacre tells him that he's going to prison for a long time. On Vigil Glover is awake-ish. Doherty tells him that Doward has been arrested. Newcomb identifies, or Newsom identifies Prentice's body and he's zipped into a body bag. Now, quite selfishly, I thought, Amy just looks at the body and goes, and I know what she meant, but she goes, if he hadn't heard me in there, I would have died. And I'm like, yeah, well, he's fucking died. (laughs) And I know what she meant. She meant to be like, he was brave. He'd done a good thing. But the way she worded it was, well, at least I'm not dead. As he was zipped into the body bag. (laughs) And then stick him in the tube that he saved her from. Pop him in. Thank God it's not me. Kiss, kiss, bye. She then tells Newsom that her report will only cover Jackie Burke and Doward, giving only the evidence needed to make the case against the latter meaning that Gary Walsh, Doherty and Glover will all go free. Oh, and the stunning yellow helicopters arrived, you guys. I could not believe this, though, when I looked at the time and it was 20 to 10 and the helicopter was arriving. I couldn't believe it. I was like, hold on, there's so much more left. Like, what else is going to happen? I had the exact same thought. Amy was the first one on the bleeding thing. But Hadlow, Walsh, <laughs> get me out. Imagine those sitting on that helicopter, like it, they're just staring at each other. I it know. Would be so awkward. I was hoping that something really dramatic would happen as Doward was climbing up the ladder up towards the helicopter. I thought he was going to give a little nod to the captain or something. They and did I was unhandcuff him. Yeah, but I was expecting like a oh, it's your mission now, mate. I got caught, but like you carry the fire with the Russians, but that didn't happen. I kind of was expecting another little twist. I was expecting a twist as well. Hadlow, Walsh, and Keely, despite having possible nerve agent exposure. <laughs> are nobly refusing medivac and are saying on vigil Glover who's in bits and Doward who's in handcuffs are also he- headed for the helicopter to make for a very awkward fly home guys that together. boat is not fit for purpose though everyone was running around Doward was running around and he was let run loose there was no security at all like now, he was literally running around the whole time it was uh, disgraceful cast your mind back to Gary Walsh and the gun and the nuclear weapons in episode <laughs> 2 and then they're relying on him then to fix the comms wire do you know what I mean <laughs> oh, Scott no. and all of a sudden there's oh there's handcuffs now is there for Doward <laughs> like where were they in episode 1 Brenda should have been handcuffed yeah Brenda should have been handcuffed <laughs> oh, you can't Amy's in a hospital bed, which she bounces out of pretty quickly, quicker than I've been able to get out of the bed all week after that <laughs> wedding. Jumps out to have a dramatic look out the window. Next of all, she's back in work in a gorgeous maroon pantsuit with like a powder blue ruffled shirt. Her hair as well is just on point. I the love balayage. her hair. I love it. I had a dream. I cut my hair to look like hers. And then I sort of woke up in the dream and I was like, for fuck's sake, because my hair takes so long to grow. I was like, you're meant to be growing it for the wedding. But I just love her haircut. 
It's lovely. So she's in the pantsuit. She's reunited with Porter. Robertson and most importantly Longacre after a lingering shot at the back of her head did anyone think it was that wasn't her be, at the start guys I thought I was going to turn around and be so other woman so did I I was, <laughs> I was thinking because the it exact was like she had a wig face. on that was not I her head be some other woman. yeah I was like oh it's not going to be her she's going to turn around and it's going to be some owl <laughs> one hey I'm Ryan Reynolds at Mint Mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Who <laughs> <laughs> yeah. dyed her hair? Yeah. I thought there was... Yeah. It was a weird shot though, yeah, wasn't it? Was it was weird. It, it, it's that kind of... It was that sort of angle where you're supposed to think it's one person <laughs> and they turn around and it's not. But then but it, it was. was just her. Yeah, that was so weird. <laughs> MI5 are in to interview Deward and they've bloody had enough. He's not talking and they've given him two options. He's going somewhere comfy or he's going into a cage where he shits in a bucket. I held at that line. So he spills. I found this a little bit confusing. So he knew what Jackie was going to do in exchange for the Russians getting her son out of prison. Oakley told the Russians to approach Burke to do Deward's job. But he turned them down. Mm. So Burke was originally meant to do it. They then decided to kill Burke because he was using the fact that they had asked him to go undercover as leverage. So it was kind of two birds with one stone. They got to kill Burke and also send in Derrick. Who is they? The Russians, Brendan. Right. With Peter Inglez. Mm. It's very... This is murky waters here now, this this interview. Derrick's job was simply to force an evacuation of Vigil with Russian boats standing by to take a photograph. But you know what? You have to give it to him. He absolutely tried his best. <laughs> like, Ten he, for effort, Dowers. Ten nearly, for effort. He ignored every other vessel and, and warning around him. He nearly got that submarine up to the surface about four or five times. He killed all around him. He killed all he around him. caused fear and panic amongst everyone. No one could be fed for a week at one point. But that's what Saran Jones is so he, fuming he over. Do you know what? If I was the Russians, I'd be thrilled with him. Great job. As <laughs> well, it was basically a pure stunt. Because if they got Vigil up to the top and Vigil was in a shit show and had to be evacuated by 
Russian submarines, of which there was five surrounding it, when the vote goes to Parliament to continue funding the deterrent next week in the show, they would vote against it. Like if it was a fish, it would be missing a fin. I know. I found yeah. this a bit convenient. Like I oh, don't. So I was confused by this, but I'm also like, no, the Russians weren't going to do that. Like, come on, they were going. It was going to go to war. They weren't just going to be like, oh yeah, you just rise above the surface there. Like, surely there's more to that. Is that he just conveniently just trying to say that and not give away the real plan? I don't think so. I think the plan was that stupid. And Silva That's was ridiculous. Watching on, and she was absolutely fuming. So she's like, all these people died for what? That's what I mean, it's ridiculous ploy just for that. Yeah, this, surely there's better ways to get a submarine. If you, here's what I would have done, right? Put a bloody go camera on Prentice and show the carry on a visual and then that will stop people <laughs> from voting for it. We're like, going around the table, right? How would you have gotten vigil to the surface quicker? Yeah, all you needed to do, first of all, all you needed to do to get the funding against the deterrent dropped was get a few selfies from fucking poor tables. <laughs> poor do, do you know what? Just scrape this back to like basics. Before Vigil aired on BBC, I don't think many people knew there were nuclear weapons floating around the North Sea. So just, just fucking Facebook tell people. Post. Yeah, just be like, lads, do you realise there's nuclear, nuclear weapons being driven around there? And there's a load of Egypt in charge. I would Vote no. Oh no! I would open one of those torpedo tubes. Right here, day one, day or down. Very simply, open the torpedo tube. Get every scrap of food in the place. Fuck it out the torpedo tube. Well, they'll have to go up. (laughs) (laughs) Episode one. Wham bam. Thank you, ma'am. Shoot the eggs out the torpedo tube. Starve them out. Starve them up. Brendan, what would you have done? Well, I wouldn't have run around killing all around me to achieve nothing. I, d- I don't know what I would have done, but that's a very good suggestion. I would have paid Gary Walsh a few bob to tell me a few things. And Barisa, the podcast. Get Gary Walsh. <laughs> bring Gary Walsh up, up, put your arm around him. For every shot he does, you throw one over your shoulder, pop the phone on record. <laughs> you don't even need to go down. You could have done it from land. It's no, no. The, that, I, was, I was really confused by this bit. I was like, you're joking. All that for that. I'm, I really enjoyed the show. Very questionable reasons as to why it all needed to happen. <laughs> Is that fair to say? Yeah. Yeah, or is he just saying that because they're planning something huge and we're going to find out if there's a season two? I hope so. That's modern warfare, says Longacre to Silva, who's just as annoyed as we are. Now, (laughs) Derrick is very relaxed and convinced that the Russians are going to save him. MI5, don't plan on letting them know that they even have him. There is an air of the Jill Bigelow's about him here. Like, he just thinks that there's someone coming to get him and they're not, hun. And he goes, all no comment after that. Urgent eggs are required. Yeah. Tumbleweed. He thought yeah. he was doing an urgent eggs are required and he got nothing. I love that they're like, we're not even going to tell them that we have you. Yeah. You don't exist. Stop. They said to him. I was like, yes, MI5 spinoff. MI5 spinoff. Now, Silva leaves the station to see Poppy. And in an emotional turn of events, invite, invites a long acre. And we get another, and we haven't talked about this enough, stunning shot of the Scottish landscape from the car. Scotland looks gorgeous absolutely stunning guys absolutely it's stunning it It really is is. the highlands up at Pitlockery beautiful and where the naval base on land is the mountains in the background are covered in snow it's gorgeous I I need to go to Scotland and not to be going on manky nights out in Edinburgh like I have been like to go to the nice parts not that Edinburgh is nice you know what I mean oops <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. But the, no, you just go when I you go mean on the, the geographically and nice yeah. part. Yeah, totally yeah. get you. No, Admiral is stunning. Yeah, it's no, I have family in Scotland now. You do, and, and my brother's in Scotland. I've been there once. It was lovely. Yeah, Brendan, Edinburgh is gorgeous. Yeah. No, it's it is, like a yeah. little um, snow globe town. But yeah. I mean, 
I want to go to the mountains and the highlands. The highlands are fantastic. And the Cotswolds. I know that's not in Scotland, but I want to do all of those that's parts. That's on my list, the holiday. Yeah. And Snowdonia, You're which I also know is Miss Cameron Diaz on the holiday. I, it will be, honestly. Kate Moss and the Cotswolds go to Soho Farmhouse. I know, I'm an engaged woman, but Jude Law knocking on your cottage door in the middle of the Mr. night. Mr. Napkinhead. Come on in, pet. <laughs> Rear Admiral Shaw meets Patrick Cruden. Now, cr- this is another confusing bit. Cruden wants Shaw to go public with what happened to, Jesus, we all forgot about them, the five Scottish trawler men who were drowned in the beginning yeah, of episode Jesus. one. But that's not going to happen. He's, Shaw's going to blame it on the Russians, even though we know Vigil dragged it down. No, the Americans, no, the Americans dragged Americans it down. Did. Even though we know because they were tailing the vigil, which they shouldn't have been, because they knew the Russians were up to something. And if they, they don't know, because if they say the Americans did it, then the Port Havers thing comes out. Yeah, guys, on the ball, covering up with another lie. Yeah, I thought so. Vigil just blame the Russians. And in fairness, the Americans did that little. Um, they helped them out there with going to launch. Yeah, the and I think they also so they opened the torpedo tubes, and I think he also asked asked the Americans to make loads of noise so that the Russians couldn't hear Vigil anymore. So that's why they scrammed because they were like, oh, where is he? And they were like, what's going on with that one? We need to go. Yeah. yeah. So they Submarines are mad. I was Crazy. thinking, uh, trade this whole season, like it's absolutely mad that we can get to Mars and hear things on Mars. But the technology for deep underwater is so primitive. Yeah, we know more about space than we do about under the sea. Oh God, that really scares But like me. the comms go down and you just don't know where the boat is. Like that's mad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it is. And that, like, another submarine can just make loads of noise and that actually works. Like, that's silly. Um, okay, what was I saying? Oh, Cruden and Shaw. So Shaw reminds Cruden that he has the photo of the Russian spy meeting with Doward, the vigil crew member, but he kept it quiet. So he's like, now I did that for you, so you need to come clean about the Americans dragging down the trawler in episode one. Cruden says he kept it quiet because Shaw would have buried it, which is true. But Shaw has an answer for everything. It's a bit of a checkmate and Cruden promises to keep it all from the press this time but vows we will get nuclear weapons out of Scotland in my lifetime. Yeah. Season two. Outside Poppy's grandparents' house, Silva and Longacre talk. Amy admits that she was really happy in the relationship but got scared when they had to be out in the world. She couldn't mix their world with Poppy and her work. Longacre tells her that she never just wanted the parts of her that were easy. Amy admits she finds it hard to tell Longacre that she loves her, but it doesn't mean she doesn't feel it. She wants them to try and both women break down. Longacre is scared that their reason for splitting up will crop back up again, but Amy assures her that when she was trapped on vigil, all she could think about was Poppy and her. Amy tells her that she loves her for the first time and they share an emotional embrace. And I was absolutely bawling. That was you coming down after the wedding. No, I, was I cried. I cried at that bit. Yeah. Sobbed. I thought gorgeous. They didn't kiss though. No, just embraced. I really now was a bit now disappointed that there wasn't a kiss. That there wasn't a big gorgeous kiss. I just kiss. thought that, that would have been the most natural thing to have there and it was like... Because it's definitely what happened next. We saw the beginning of the hug which was of course going into a I kiss. I just and thought now an on-screen kiss now would have been a nice moment. I think you The hug was lovely but like if you're saying oh... I only was thinking of you and I'm going for custody and I want you to come with me. Surely you'd be having a smooch, wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, and you've been lying in that tube thinking you're going to die and never see her again. No, you're so right. You'd be wearing the face off her. Yeah, no, you're... I just expected it. Yeah, you're so right. Rear Admiral Shaw lies during a press conference telling the audience that the Scottish trawler was accidentally dragged under the water by a Russian sub operating illegally in British waters. Now, like that's going to do them absolutely no favours with the Russians. Do you know what I mean? They're I know, like, it's we wild, didn't do that. Although it? maybe they'd be 
thrilled to have been given that. But the Russians shouldn't have been around there. Like, and no. the whole reason why the Americans were there in the first place was because they knew the Russians were up to something with Vigil. Everyone That's why the Americans were there. So I, I get why he's just like, it was. he's just like, I'm blaming the Russians because the Americans wouldn't have been there had they not known that the Russians were up to something. Yeah. Yeah, we never is. know. We still don't know how the Americans knew that because they didn't want to ever reveal their source. It is all a bit mad. Isn't yeah, it is mad. Yeah, Glover watches on from his hospital bed. His wife and daughter have come in to see him. I thought this was really interesting. I was like, oh, we get to see what the wife and daughter look like. Wife's gorgeous. Yeah. And he looked real... Um, he did like squeaky clean in his bed. You know, like he had a good shower and well oh, rested. I he looked dreadful. Oh, I thought in the bed he looked grand. No, gaunt. He better cough up and tell her what he's been up to. He won't, though, will he? No, I think that's all gone to happy families, isn't it? Oh, back at the station, Porter watches one last video from Craig Burke. Oh. And the end of Vigil, guys, is all about love. Burke wanted a safe world for Jade to live in while Amy is reunited with Poppy as Long Acre watches on. Friend of the podcast, Martin Compson's voice is the last thing we hear in the series. He laments about how much of this beautiful world he misses when he's underwater. He's talking about all the things he's sat out at the lake. He's speaking directly to Jade, the last line of the series. And then I thought of you. It was, yeah, it was all nicely tied up in a, in a sort of a a bow that didn't focus on kind of anything to do with Vigil in the end, that it was all to do with love and connection. Yeah, and how the characters, I mean, I think Silva's character really went on a journey from being so afraid of love to embracing it. A huge journey. And you need those moments to realise how good you had it. And thankfully she was able to get it back. And those moments, I mean, not everyone is going to be trapped in a torpedo tube, <laughs> starved of oxygen. I, I, there was so much action in, I know, there was so much action in the first 40 minutes that it did kind of take a turn and it did feel like almost two episodes in one, didn't it? Because it was like one whole horror movie and then all of a sudden it was, I'm glad they wrapped everything up because I suppose there could be another season, of course, the story could go on, but like happily it's tied up perfectly. Yeah, yeah. if that was it, Grant. Absolutely fine. Yeah, really enjoyed it the last six weeks. Like, would have loved a little cheeky nod from Dowart now, a little wink to the captain at the end or something crazy like that. Like, But that is, I suppose, a bit unrealistic. But sure, so is grapefruit poisoning everyone. Yeah, we can always hope for those things. And I think that would have been cool. Also, they did unhandcuff Dowart as he walked up the, what's it called? Ladder, ladder thing to get out of the boat. And I just thought he might have lunged for someone. I thought he might have just... <laughs> jumped and be like well there's no way out of this so good into luck into the water yeah <gasps> oh that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. but listen like do you know what I didn't know what way the series was going to go no. and it really did exceed all of my expectations I mean we knew it was going to be brilliant but I feel like we learned a lot and also fair play to anyone who actually does go onto a submarine and do all those missions for all those weeks and months yeah can't be easy no fuck that and obviously it's a bit <laughs> not realistic uh, and a drama but I say just in general like it's Really, really hard. Um, it got watched. The final got watched by 7.3 million people live. And obviously that will only get bigger and bigger as um, people watch on iPlayer and Catch-Up. iPlayer and They'll definitely yeah. do a season two. 7.3 so million for a brand new drama. Yeah, that's huge. huge. It's phenomenal. And Saran Jones was just it's a the superstar, of Jones. superstar in this. like, And her in that tank top getting out of the tube and running away. It was, yeah, absolutely fantastic. Wild, wild at times. Didn't think it was going to take a horror movie twist now in the finale. I knew Dower was crazy. Didn't think he was that demented. It was the red light and the running and the knife. It, the but mask. Yeah, it was full. The mask. It was a full-blown horror movie. Oh, my God. 
Have you got people's thoughts on the finale? <clears throat> Let's hear some of your thoughts and theories after the very tense finale. Emma Stinton has a question. She says, who gave Jackie the order to kill Burke? I assumed it was someone on board, but maybe it was before the mission. Yeah, it was the Russians ordered it before the mission. But at the same time, we never, we don't see that. It's just implied. That it's, we know it's the Russians, but we don't ever see, We, I think in a way, I would have loved that cleared up of how it yeah. went from, you know, an idea to this happening, to that, to them being on board. It would make sense for it to have been ordered before the mission because his messages on the USB were obviously on land. So that that was done, he'd already recorded those before Vigil went out. Because he'd been thing. approached before. Yeah. Because he, so Doward, that, that he was, Doward was, um, what's the word? Choice number two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sophie Cry says, overall, a really great series. The last episode got a little bit OTT at times and lost a bit of momentum once they were off the sub. But overall, really enjoyed the series, especially episode five, which was just epic, nail-biting drama made even better by you guys. Thanks, Sophie. Uh, episode five was... The best. It was the such a good penultimate episode of a series because we were waiting all week being like, how on earth is she going to survive? How? How? Carol Goldworthy says, sorry, but I thought the personal stuff was too intrusive and too predictable. I'm not sure anything can live up to line of duty. Well, Carol, I'd say a lot of people would disagree with the line of duty thing finale situation. Hold on, the personal stuff is in for Amy and... Just the per... Yeah, the personal... um, Even if it's predictable, it's very new for the BBC to lead a drama with a gay relationship. So maybe people find it predictable, but it's fresh and exciting Rosie tweeted saying super exciting opening until Doward was apprehended week ending although room for series 2 regarding further Russia infiltration which is true there is a lot more about all that the Doward situation that I think could turn into a whole other storyline yeah I I was happy enough with the ending to be honest as in for the ending to be complete the end or yeah like I I think I'm happy for it to be the ending if it is the end or if it's going to go on to another series like I I I'm not left going, oh my God, what, I've loads of questions or no, it's not no that was too much of a None. cliffhanger. Yeah, no, I think it was nicely all. wrapped up. Yeah, um, I was thinking about this. Because Line of Duty left us with questions, didn't it? I think Line loads. of Duty has taught, me, well, this is what I've learned from it, is to not put as much expectation onto a final and to enjoy the journey. Yeah. You know when they say that quote, happiness is a way of travel, not a destination. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. And the finale probably, no matter what, is ever going to be exactly how you envision it because it wouldn't be true to the characters in the story arc then. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? People are rarely happy with a finale. Like there's those famous ones that people go on about like Sopranos and stuff like that because it's rare to nail a final episode, isn't yeah. it? So Kate says the ending was better than Line of Juicy season six. Hashtag I should get over it, but I can't. Fair play to you, Kate. <laughs> Helen Grady says, I wish there had been a second baddie on the ship. I so wanted it to be the captain. The captain just had such a range and depth of character, I feel. And I just, I I feel like he could really have have done it if that was the case. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Steve says, oh, that's not realistic or, oh, that would never happen. Please, it's entertainment. I'm happy with a happy ending. When you watch Superman where you're whispering to your partner, men can't really fly, you know? Great (laughs) acting, great script and well worth six hours. I I totally agree. Six hours, I mean, well spent the last few weeks. Steve also added that someone should have fucked Doward out of the helicopter. Yeah, I agree with everything Steve has said. Yeah. Jill Thornton says that when Doward got into the chopper, she expected a line of duty style extraction, hashtag urgent exit required. Yeah, I think all of us just constantly want someone to be broken out of somewhere. He definitely, when he was sitting in the station and the MI5 were interviewing him, he definitely did think that somebody was going to save him. 
uh, well, Jill goes, at the same time, I think it was realistic with regards to the diplomatic political shenanigans and messy relationships, but at least Amy and Kirsten reunited. Okay, moving Yay. on now to Katso Sedo, um, who says... Prentice was a sacrificial lamb. I didn't see that coming. The hurt that actually hurt more than Burke's death. Yay for Silva and Longacre. I've never screamed at my TV so much. Was expecting an explosion and Doward escaping from prison. Hey, maybe in season two. Lisa Quake had this to say to anyone giving out about the finale. How many times do you have to tell people that it's a TV show? Do you really think that Tom Cruise can jump onto a plane taking off? And for people... Well, that man actually does do I that, son. So I a great example. And for people who just didn't get the romance... Hanging off the side of the Burj Khalifa. Like he does, he guys, he fully does. does. And yeah. when I watch Mission Impossible, I'm like, oh my God. Sorry. Back to Lisa. Lisa just goes, and for people who didn't get the romance thing, then you just didn't get the series, you missed the boat. Hey, very good. Becca says, well, Catherine the cat was just thrown right under a bus here. Well, Where was her happy again? reunion scene? It's a travesty. I actually agree. I would have liked I to see the two of them just putting the key in the door and the cat just being a rub, rub, a little head rub on Bring the Bring Catherine to see Poppy. You could have just had her in the back of the car. It would have been lovely to see her again. Maybe she gets car sick. True, Brandon. Jessica Jones says, I thought Longacre might have met Amy off the helicopter or visit her in hospital or even turned round quicker in the office. <laughs> I would have liked to be her. <laughs> and Lena says, brilliant series. My pulse has only just returned to normal after the first 30 minutes. I loved the tying up of loose ends. Love that there was no extra twist for the sake of it. Loving Sylvacre, series two, please. Next up, a thought from friend of the podcast, Martin Comston, who has responded to a fan who complained about the vigil finale a fellow called Dave wrote <laughs> so that's vigil and line of duty that had really crap endings choose the next series wisely at Martin Comston you don't want to make it a hat trick and Martin replied I know Dave pal I've made an arse of it the new dramas of the year and the other biggest drama of the century agents for the sack fair play to you Martin I put on that little hat <laughs> he's just so sound is mean he is uh, Josie Chapman Ward says my question theory confusion is about Kirley's character Th- this actually was such a good point because I did find Kirley's line and her reaction a bit weird so Josie says when Doward had absolutely lost it and had the knife at Amy's throat she didn't seem to rush to open the door when she saw them and she didn't look shocked or distressed but said something like I'll kill you for this. Presumably she was talking to Doward, but does she mean A, I'm livid because we were mates, I helped you and you couldn't read sonar for shit and you've betrayed me and the whole crew, or B, you've blown your cover and now we can't complete the mission. Yeah, I, there's definitely something in that. Her well, line was, on the boat. guys, it was so, it was really unusual and maybe yeah. it was meant to be ambiguous for us to think that there's more. She didn't seem that afraid or that shocked when she walked into that situation at all. And yeah, the way she said that, um, I'll kill you I for definitely this. thought that like, yeah, it could, it could be it interpreted wasn't like, either way. What yeah. are you doing? Or like, we all know yeah, like you're you done. Our mission. Yeah, yeah. I'll kill yeah. you for this, which is such a good you're point. Right, there was no fear in it. No. And, um, sorry, just to, uh, continue this. I just felt the way she delivered. It was quite cold as if it was an option B. Um, so th- that's actually though. It's like, it, in the moment, I was like, that was odd. That yeah. was really odd. Um, okay, and Molly Etherton ba- Baker sent us a lovely email saying that she has had a blast listening to our beautiful podcast every Wednesday morning on her way to uni the past few weeks. She says, what a final. I will be pouring out one for Prentice. Aw, <laughs> absolutely saving the day as I was screaming at Amy to keep up the Morse code. The second she started and the crew heard, I was screaming. I will be thinking about the horror gas mask scene for years to come until the end of my days. Doward took a fire extinguisher to the face and still carried on 
on. Whereas when I stub my toe, I need to lie down. We are not the same species. Either are you, Hannah, with your no. toes. No. Also, the audacity of Dower to think that he could match Amy and Kearley to the con- or march Amy and Kearley to the control room and not get shut down. A masterpiece of watching a man getting smacked. Patterson Joseph was so good in that scene and the whole cast has been incredible. One of the two lads, uh, th- those two lads that did those two, th- they basically did the bang up job of uh, fixing the oh, valve. Yeah. Um, she says that everything calmed down then for her and she was like, can Amy just get off this boat? Uh, because she's been through enough and she looked amazing when she was strutting down the corridor. Amy and Kirsten's relationship has made me so happy it was one of my biggest highlights it was built up beautifully and seeing them work things out was truly delightful Kirsten loves Amy Amy loves Kirsten and I love them the only disappointment is that we didn't see the cat in this episode was she too busy with other filming commitments am I safe in assuming that we will meet again for Trigger Point or The Rig if so count me in thank you again with love and adoration from Molly I thought Molly's email was so lovely I thought Molly was wondering if the cat was going to star in Trigger Point or The Rick no she was asking if we would be covering Trigger Point or The Rick justice for Catherine oh Catherine thanks Um, Molly so really I have to say though people have brought up great points about the finale and I see where people are coming from I really enjoyed it and I shed a tear when we had the Sylvaker moment totally and I think it is a drama and it's not supposed to be entirely realistic and it's called artistic license and also we're one season in so we're one season in the expectation for the finale is definitely less than being six seasons in and so invested in every character and subplot that you know the fall the the disappointment could be greater but for this I think yeah people keep comparing this to Line of Duty which is six seasons in 11 years of character development plot development everyone getting to know each other it's season one also what a great compliment to a new drama to be compared to that and it's a testament to how great the characters are in Vigil and how great the cast are at bringing them to life that we're so invested after six episodes that we want different uh, you know scenarios for the characters that we love so much after six weeks of our lives because they feel so real to us I loved it I'd love more and I think that World Productions blew it out of the water I think with those numbers as well, surely to God we're getting vigil too. I can already see the ad where you just see the submarine and it's like a, it's like V2 and then that's it, that's the yeah, teaser trailer yeah, and then yeah. we're like, oh shit, it's coming back. Yeah, um, there's also the rumours are getting stronger and stronger about Bodyguard 2. Apparently it's going to be announced. Why didn't we cover the first one? Because we hadn't started, I don't we think at all. We hadn't started podcasting. That's yeah, why I was on duty after you guys told me to watch Bodyguard. Um, but yeah, Jed Mercurio said click clickbait about Bodyguard, okay. but I don't know. Trigger I, point. The whispers are getting louder, but yeah, Trigger Point the and The Rig. Save Me 3, that is confirmed by Lenny is James. It? Yeah, oh, confirmed. Brilliant. It's the last Gosh, in the second series was so good. Absolutely brilliant. So I think we should do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Bodyguard. Yeah. We have a few bits now coming up. Jeez, Loads we'll be flat out. Uh, but for now, though, that is it for Shrine Podcasts. Uh, we will be back very soon with an exciting Vigil cast interview special. Ooh. Now, we're going to be sharing all the details of that exclusively on Patreon. So make sure you head to patreon.com forward slash Shrine Pod to know when it's out. And speaking of Patreon, uh, a final thank you to all of our patron cats for supporting us on Patreon, including a very special thank you to Jenny McGlynn and everyone else who has so very generously supported us this series. We thank you so, so much. Thank you, thank you. Uh, that is it for now. We are off to decontaminate, decompress. You've pushed me out of torpedo too. I'm going to shoot, <laughs> shoot the three of us out of a torpedo in sync. <laughs> 
and fly across the South Dublin skyline. And listen to Jay MacDonald. Yes. Maybe this time. Send so, in the cloud. Do you know she does the most amazing covers? I sent you earlier, she's seen Club Tropicana. I want to go and see Jay McDonald on a cruise ship at some point. We have to make this happen. Me too. I'm dying to go on a cruise. Get us to Port Havers. Oh my God. Let us off. Uh, That's it. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye for now. (laughs) How are you with confined spaces? This is TV worth talking about. So we want to hear what you have to say. Find Shrine Podcasts on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at ShrinePod. 